This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN, and you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Sem condição saque ter passeio. Just one night stand. This is one night stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night Nation? It's homecoming week, and your three and four nights try and stop their four-game losing streak. This weekend versus West Virginia. On today's show, we're going to recap the close loss over in Norman, Oklahoma. Go over the two-point conversion and all the fallout and everything. Don't worry, we got you covered. Take a little look around the rest of college football. A little Michigan scandal. And as always, Money Moves picks, Moves mailbag. And speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo, UCF, traveled west like they do every other road game for a date with DG himself. Yes, the highly anticipated Dylan Gabriel revenge game was finally at our doorstep, and John Rice Plumley jetted into the end zone from one yard out for the first watch, first score. The Knights were a much different team this game than they've been all year, and they needed to be if they wanted to pull off this massive upset. Ultimately, the Knights fell in heartbreaking fashion by two points. Oklahoma 31, Knights 29. Man, what a game that was. Um, is it worse after everything that's happened this season, being this close, knowing that like this team could have probably beat anyone on our schedule so far if we had put it all together? Or um, you know, would it have just been better to get blown out? I, obviously, my my choice would have been the, the close game. And, and I'm honestly not that disappointed because I, I didn't have huge expectations going into this game. But uh, I don't know, man. What What's your overall reaction to, to everything that went down? Yeah, I kept telling you know, I was watching the game with my stepdad and uh, who's a big gator. And he was like, well, you know, you're keeping it close here. And I'm like, yeah, that's just going to be more heartbreaking at the end. And then <laughs> halftime comes around. I'm like, well, at least we kept it close for a half. I, I could have I, – I just knew that halftime they were going to get it together. And um, – It took them know. a bit, though, after halftime. I mean, the first, I think, uh, three or four possessions, first four possessions for Oklahoma in the second half on offense, interception, punt, punt, punt. And then, you know, touchdown, touchdown. Figure it was only a matter of time, I guess. But uh, we hung in there, man. This um, this game reminded me a lot of 2019 Duke, in just in the fact that like, obviously we we're a huge underdog, and we were, we hung around and had the lead for like a bulk of the second half of the game. But I don't know for some reason deep down I just like I, I'm like I, I know we're not gonna win this. I don't I don't know why. You know I I don't know. It just. I and mean, I wish we would have. It's not like I was rooting against us, but I just it just felt like it wasn't I don't know, possible. But I guess that's why upsets are upsets, because no one, you know, no one thinks you're gonna win. Uh yeah. I mean, I think we played one hell of a game, you know, it, from the beginning of the game is more or less what I thought was gonna happen. What were the first four drives? I think we had ten yards. It was total. Bad. It was I was and, getting pissed um, off. Dude, we kept giving them the ball like in plus territory. So the first four Oklahoma drives, 
their average starting field position was the UCF 46, but then only got seven points out of it. Dude, the defense, the <laughs> that defense was insane. played so freaking good this game. I mean, by far the best game this defense has played against by far the best opponent we've played. Um, couldn't ask for anything more from them. One other thing real quick, back to the field, posi- uh, field position thing, because I was flipping out about this too. Um, the punter and everything, dude, the wind was insane during the first quarter in our face. And then as soon as the quarter was over, it like magically stopped. And that's why those kicks look so bad. I mean, I'm sure they could have been a little bit better. Yeah. Cause dude, I was losing my mind, like right there on the sideline. And then, um, I texted or someone texted me that was like way up above that saw something I tweeted about the punter. It was like, dude, when you're up here, like the wind gusts are insane. And, uh, when I went to get concessions or something like that like up on like a side part of the stadium that was open i felt it so anyway just just want to note that because it was it was a big thing like on the message boards about the punter and uh reality there was nothing he could do yeah i mean his i think his average for the game seven punts by the way which usually if you punt seven times you don't win yeah but uh (laughs) um (laughs) good rule of thumb i think his average his average punt was only like 39 yards which he, I think he averages closer to 45. But I remember a couple of uh, shows ago, the difference between like the number one punter in the country and like the 50th is only like three yards. So like the difference, <laughs> the difference between like a really good punter and like an average punter is, is just a couple yards. So anyway, huh. a below average game for uh, Mitch McCarthy. But when you're punting into the wind constantly, it's not really your fault. Their average drive. Their average drive started on the UCF forty-six in the first four drives, and that's what I'm saying. You know, man. the two miss two miss field goals, but in the end, like we just had too many negative on offense. We just had like too many negative play. I think we had 19, 19 plays that went for zero or negative. Like you should not win a game. Yeah, uh, I mean, how many plays do you think we ran? Sixty. Uh, I see. Well, I see 71 tackles by Oklahoma, so... Okay, I'm guessing, so it's yeah. about 71 plays. Yeah. I guess, like, some are just, like, run out of bounds or, or whatever. Or, no, incompletions, too, I guess. So, yeah, probably, hmm. probably ran close to, like, 90 plays or 80, I guess, with the incompletions. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the offense wasn't the greatest, but it's a really good opponent. Um we kind of started to get things going, you know, had a little momentum towards obviously halftime uh, with the, they kept calling it a trick play. I think it was just like an RPO pass to Baker where he blew the kiss to the sideline, uh, which those, that's like one of those things that you like have no clue uh, happened until after when you get on Twitter and everyone's talking about it. And I just, you know, you don't see it in person. They don't talk about it obviously, but um, you know, we had a lead for the majority of the, the second half, it felt like, you know, some people were saying like, oh, we went conservative on offense. I'm like, no, that's kind of just how we were playing besides like a couple bigger plays. But then, dude, all of a sudden, two minute drill, like life's on the line. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> we got down to like third and fourth down a couple times, but they got it done, man. And JRP was slinging the ball really, really well. So what were your kind of thoughts as you were watching that final drive and, you know, trying to force overtime with everything going down. 
Um, well, you know, before the final drive, I did want to mention that too, because I'm glad somebody else saw that. Like, I'd really like to go back and see like how many passing attempts did Plumley have in the second half before that final drive. Cause I felt like we ran the ball. We had to have run the balls counting like 10, 12 times straight. And we were getting first downs, but still like there was nobody open. Like you couldn't get it. Yeah. We just kept putting ourselves back in. And there was a couple three and outs, I think in the second half where, you know, we were getting guys open. I, I don't know why we weren't passing, but I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, the, the, the last the last drive was insane. Like it, Oklahoma had every reason to stop us, or you know, every we didn't turn the ball. Yeah. We didn't turn the ball over, which is another insane stat. Like mm-hmm. that's to pull off massive upsets. What do you need? You need to win the turnover battle, yep. which we did. You need like probably a couple of missed field goals or missed opportunities from the other team. Okay, well. They started four drives in our territory and only got seven points. Like right. that could have easily been twenty-eight. Yeah, exactly. And um, you need a couple balls to bounce your way. That interception by Quadric Bullard. That that's know, a great example. Kind of like a tip tip drill thing, and then you know that big ass run by Harvey at the beginning. I mean, we had like two. Ma- if you take out those two massive plays, the Harvey like fifty something yarder. And Javon's 76 yarder, like no offense. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, dude. So, you know, but sometimes that's all you need. And yeah, that's all. We, I mean, that's all we needed. You're right. So going on back to like the two point conversion, like uh, if it worked, everyone would be like, oh my God, Gus is a genius. And then if we just ran it up the middle, it's like, what yeah, do do? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, even if you run a regular play, like, there's there's about a 50-50 shot you get it, like, no matter what. I don't know. I mean, you know, we I think we ran that play against the Gators, and it worked. And everyone's like, oh, like, why would you want a guy running across his body who's not a quarter? Uh, dude, it's not that hard of a throw. I could make that throw. Like, come on, let's be real. And these guys are way better athletes than me. He, you got to throw the ball. I get why people are upset at the play call, but... Those people were already out to bash Gus for everything else already. So this is, um, what do you call it? Uh, confirmation bias. So it's like w- when something backs your opinion that you already have, you're just like, ooh, like you take all those other things that line up with it. Um, but in reality, like I, I don't think it's it was that bad of a call. I mean, we, we were going to need some luck, you know, and we were going to need some kind of I mean, our, one of our touchdowns was, you know, the quote-unquote trick play. But, you know, we still would have had to beat him in overtime. And I, I just don't know. I, who knows, you know, at this point. But, you know, the same coach that got you to that two-point conversion is the same coach that battled neck-and-neck neck with Oklahoma the entire game. So it's like, you know, you can't just be mad about that one thing. And that's why I got – I flipped out on people on Twitter. And, yeah, maybe, you know, said some things I shouldn't have. But I didn't think it was that bad. But it's like, I don't know, if you were at this game, like, no one was really pissed off about the two-point conversion because we saw that we saw these guys fight all game. We saw the offense struggle. It's like, I don't know, man. If that's what he thought was best for us, you know, coach got us there. I'm, I'm okay with the play call, I guess is what my, what my point is. And no one else there was really pissed about it either that was at the game. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, 
we were there and got to see the team fight. I, I don't know, but it was just weird because like everyone was just calling for Gus's head after the game. I'm like, dude, what like what better do you want? Like obviously it would have been great to win the game, but the fact that we didn't get blown out was awesome. And I don't know, maybe that sounds like loser talk, but I'm not a loser. I'm just being a realist. Like after how bad we played against Kansas and kind of how the season's going, you know, 0-3 start, to go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma in their house, I'm not upset about that. I'm sorry. Like, there's a million other things to be upset about, but this loss ain't one of them. Yeah, and talking about, like, the whole there's no moral victories thing, like, we're fans. We could say whatever we want. Of course this was a moral victory for us. Like, hell yeah, am am I proud that we went toe-to-toe with Oklahoma? The other thing is, it's like, I'm talking to a couple of my buddies and I'm like, what would you, what, you know, role would you rather have been in the one we were in where every commercial break or every, you know, college football final or, or, um, you know, like just a halftime show that went over the scores, they were playing our game. Yeah. Like, would you rather have that and lose or would you rather have to come back from down two scores to UConn? to beat them by two in a meaningless (laughs) American game. Like, cause that's what USF just did this weekend. And, and, you know, a lot of people compared this game to when USF went to the Gators in, you know, I think it was last season when they were like, you know, one and 11 or whatever, but early in the season, they played the Gators on the road and they went toe to toe and almost won. But the difference is like that program was in complete shambles already we're doing all right these last three years. It just, yeah, I mean, it's it's a losing streak. The Baylor game was bad. The Kansas game was bad. But this game to me here proves we can hang with anyone, and we can beat anyone. And like Gus said after the game, we can run the table. And I think, you know, these guys should have the confidence to do that um, after this game. Well, I mean, usually I agree with you 100% on most everything, but I think this team is such a wild card that like you don't know who's going to show up. That's I true. I think we I'm not, I think we could yeah. win. I think we could win out. I also think there's a I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't win another game in all honesty. <laughs> it, like yeah. it's it just the way that the way that the season's been going and just the way that this team like and this is nothing against the team. Like they, they fought and they showed me. If we got blown out in this in this game, I I would completely understand. But dang man, we, like we fought. That's what I'm saying. Hard I don't, in this game. How are people pissed about this? There's a million other things to be pissed about this entire season. This is not like I'm not saying go ahead and throw a freaking parade, but like, I don't understand how you can be upset with this outcome. Like, I don't know. People are just unrealistic. and Especially the last drive. Dude, Plumlee on the last drive. I was like, oh, well, Oklahoma, you know, they didn't really have to score. They probably could have kneeled at the one and, like, kneeled it out. But yeah, the guy, like, ran into the end zone. He tried to kind of stop, but then he's like, what do I do? <laughs> like, fell <laughs> So in. I'm like, okay, so what's the, what's the like, most likely scenario that's going to happen after this? Like, Plumlee tries to force one and throws a pick, and the guy, like, falls down and game's over right yeah or it's like you know <laughs> if it was um if it was timmy it'd be like oh timmy like running around from sideline to sideline yeah and, run backwards know. 50 yards <laughs> and then throw up a hail mary yeah <laughs> no i'm with you man like we got the ball and again not, not that i'm not rooting for us or anything like that it's just like you know i've seen us 
play offense throughout the season and uh, never seen a two-minute dri- Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the Boise game if you look back at it. A little bit different. We didn't have enough time, but, you know, JRP did what he needed to do to put us in a position to win, and uh, that's, that's what he did here. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and we could talk about the fallout and everyone being pissed, but I don't really want to focus on the negative stuff. We got too much negative stuff going on, and there's really just no point. Like, it is what it is. We're on to the next week. We win four out of these five games. We're good. You know, that's that's a great ending to the season. And yeah, the season will be a little bit of a disappointment, but, you know, we make a bowl game, seven wins. I, I'm not mad about that, so I don't know. But a uh, couple other things from the game. Let me see here. Dude, was it me or, like, every time they needed a big third down, that stupid Drake Stoops guy was just, like, wide open? <laughs> that That's very typical of our defense, though, like, yeah. over the years. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever, like, we just don't guard whoever their best receiver is. I don't know. And then he's wide open on long-ass third downs. Uh, DG played all right. Like, he hit his, you know, usual uh, sideline deep throws. Yeah. Where he's always been good at, but he took a couple big sacks. One in particular, I want to say Malachi Lawrence, like leveled him. Yeah, that was awesome. At the, near the end of the game, but he popped right up. I mean, good for him. But dang, he got he got smoked on yeah. a couple and, of them. And you know, I, we we skipped this a little bit earlier. That what should have been an interception before halftime, called back on a very questionable pass interference. That was a heck of a play by the defender. And uh, that ended up putting Oklahoma, well, one, just giving them a chance to kick because they had the ball, but it also put them like 15 or 10 yards closer for that field goal before halftime, which ended up being a big deal because without that field goal, we would have been up for two scores for a lot of the second half. I mean, I'm sure a lot of things would have been different, but still. um, But you could also look at it this way that – I guess you could say the same thing for Baker not getting the taunting penalty, you know, makes up for it. And again, one play doesn't make or break the game, but uh, that stinks because that was a really good play that was negated by the penalty there. Yeah. Terrible play. Terrible uh, pass interference call. Yeah. That was, that was just like, Oh, the defenders are close and there's a little contact. Let's throw a flag. Like, without actually looking at exactly what happened, which was nothing. It was just good defense. Yeah. But that's the way it is, man. Anyway, um, that was so much fun. That place is awesome. Dude, all these – I feel like I'm a broken record, but, like, all these Big 12 college towns are so freaking cool, man. They're just – the people are so nice. Um, the little – all the little bars and establishments are cool. Walking around the campus was awesome. They – um you know, they've got, like, statues of every Heisman winner, and I think Oklahoma's had, like, seven or eight, so those were cool. It was funny, the Kyler Murray one was, like, significantly smaller than uh, who's he next to. <laughs> a Baker Baker Mayfield, even. Who Baker's not that big. He's, like, my size. But Kyler, it looks like they made Kyler, like, proportionally even smaller than he should have been, which was funny. Um, But, yeah, really, really cool time. We had a sick Airbnb that was... Literally the closest house possible to the college bars, like out of any house in Norman. It was like, Ooh, right. That's dangerous. It was awesome. Cause like I, I would just, I went in and out like, like three times when I was at the bar. Um, 
just like go back, grab Cassidy or like whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good trip. So if you could rank like top bars, Kansas State, um, Boise. It's so tough because, you know, your bar experience when you've got a really small sample size on a trip has a lot to do with like the people that you're with. And I had way more friends with me on this trip. So I kind of lean that way. But I mean, it's all kind of the same at at the, you know, the same college bars are college bars. Like as long as they're good and like not trashy and overrun with like non-college kids, which um, both these places were. I mean, I only went to, I think I went to the same bar like four times in this trip and like all the other ones. There was a ton of bars, but everyone just went to this like Luigi's rooftop bar, which is really cool. So yeah, um, hopefully Oklahoma runs the table and, you know, that'll be a nice quality loss for us. And uh, yeah, anyway, onward to West Virginia, right? Onward and upward, line is UCF minus seven, Oof. correctly predicted by none other than me. Nice. Um, well, noon kickoff again, always fun. Noon kickoff, first noon of the uh, home slate, though, I believe. Yeah, we've had we've had good kickoff times up till now. So not terrible, but for homecoming, you kind of want like a longer tailgate. I don't know, maybe there's enough time to like go out after uh yeah i guess a good yeah, way to west, look at it yeah west virginia you know they're kind of been an up and down team all year on the road not so much uh so we'll see you know did we use up all our energy <laughs> in the game last week or are we going to use that as a motivator to start um you know the second half of the season yeah. I mean, I, I was saying leading up to this game that this was a turning point here in our season, the Oklahoma game. Um, the momentum's going the right direction, but here's where we really see, like, are these guys legit? Are we going to make a strong push towards the end of the season? Or are we going to kind of roll over and quit? Um, but West Virginia themselves on a little two-game losing streak after starting the season pretty well, 4-1 and one, with, uh, you know, wins – Wins versus Pitt, Texas Tech, and TCU, and then they lose to Houston and Oklahoma State. I think there's a lot of parity in this conference, which is really cool. Um, you know, I think, you know, Baylor just beat Cincinnati. Well, I guess Cincinnati and us are both 0-4 in the conference. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why we can't we can't win this game. And this, again, is really going to show, like, where these guys are at. Um Hopefully it's like a like a first half or first three quarters of Baylor type game, and then we just actually close, you know. That's what we're known for, closing out games. Yep. <laughs> um, picks? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So now it's time for our long-awaited return of our favorite segment, Money Moves Picks of the Week. All right, kind of have to go back a little bit. Um, so 0-2 last time we did the pod, we lost. That was Kentucky against Georgia, and then Colorado versus Arizona State. Only lost by one point there. Um, so anyway, I dropped to 5-7 and seven on the year. 
First, I will talk about the line for UCF. UCF minus seven against West Virginia. Again, correctly picked by me. Um, so again, if it's right on the money, that means there's absolutely no value in the pick, and I think we win by exactly seven points. So not really a, a, no a betting opportunity for us. Uh, at least for me. But I did want to talk a few times about how interesting that Oklahoma game was. So I looked back, and I know we didn't do a pod last week, and kind of glad I didn't make this pick because it would have lost. But I would have said that UCF, you know, when we're big underdogs or really underdogs at all, we usually don't cover and lose. Like, we always either win or we get blown out. So I looked up this stat like since 2015, I believe. How many times did UCF cover the spread and still lose when they're in the underdog role? Uh, we weren't underdogs a ton. I don't know, maybe twice. I, it can't be high. Usually we either just lose or we win. Or we lose. Really? <laughs> <laughs> How many ties do we have in the history of UCF football? Usually we lose and don't cover, or we just straight up win. There's no, there's never been in between. That's what I meant. Right. So it's actually only Oklahoma is actually only the fourth time that this has happened in like the last 10 years. So in 2020 against Cincy, we we're four point underdogs, lost by three, so covered by one. In 2016, the Maryland game, that was the infamous Mackenzie Milton fumble Ruski. Oh, yeah. The, I think he fumbled like 10 times. F- and f- only lo- five fumbles, I think three losses, and we still almost won in overtime. So we were plus 10 in that game, lost by six. And then, I don't know if you remember this game, but 2016 against Houston, we were plus nine. And... Pretty sure we were up like tw- we blew like a twenty-one zip lead in the first half. Ended up losing by seven. Um, but yeah, we'll have to go back and see. I can't remember who the quarterback was. It was either Case Keenum or the guy. I think it was. Hmm, Might have been Case Keenum, but anyway. And the fourth and time that we've ever done this is last week. Oklahoma official ending line was plus 17 and only lost by two. So that's kind of why the uh, lines change so much is the power rankings and, uh, you know, adjusted spread based on, you know, what is being projected. Right. Um, Compared to what So again, if we're like projected to lose by 17 and we only lose by two, like 15 point difference in, what you were supposed to be doing. So that's kind of how the power ranks are built. Yeah. Versus expect like outcome versus expected. Yep. Correct. Talking about that real quick. I had, uh, I got the money line at plus 600. So close. Almost. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) just like, dude, what was Duke money line or UCF money line when we played Duke? Didn't you have that? Wasn't it like plus 700? It was something, it was something pretty high. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I had five hundred on it this time, but I I had the same amount on the spread, so I broke even pretty much. Can you hear that? Yeah, a little bit, but dude, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Man, you're a dad. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's not worse than all dogs. Right. <laughs> so, picks for this week, we're gonna go with Oklahoma State minus seven and a half against Cincinnati. Look, Cincinnati quarterback 
former Gator Emory Jones, terrible. Not a good QB. Uh, their defense still isn't bad, but Oklahoma State can put up some points. Might be tuning into this game as an early scout on both of these teams since they are both still on our schedule. Cincinnati, 2-5. and five. Um, Best win. They did beat Pitt on the road, which is interesting because Pitt's not too not too bad this year. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, a two and five Cincy team on the road against Oklahoma State, who was down at the beginning of the year, but now they've been looking in their good. Four, they're averaging like 40, 40 plus a game. Um, they got this running so, back, Ali something. He's like, might be the best running back in the country. Oh, yeah. He's really I saw good. that come across the screen. I'm like, oh. I was literally just about to say that exact same sentence. I'm like, oh. he'll go for 404 touchdowns. We still win though. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, Oklahoma state minus seven and a half against Cincy. Okay. Uh, it's a, yeah. I would, I, I would like that to be at least seven or under, but you know, if, if it's, if this qualifies as a pick, that means you got him probably at like two touchdowns, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I see it as like a 31-20 kind of game. I'll take that. Since he has no offense. Yeah, Emory, Emory Jones. Jones. Yeah, all right, easy, easy. All right, next one, what do we got? We're keeping it in the state. Oklahoma minus 10 at Kansas. Look, I think we woke up the bear. Look, this spread was seven points higher before last week, but again, because oh. you know, it should have been like seventeen, but now it's only ten. And I think DG gets it done. Kansas pretty overrated. We're not sure if Jalen Daniels is going to be back this week. Still, um, He's from his injury week the last to week, time, every week. Yeah, and we found out that they don't really need a quarterback. They just run it up the gut and well, versus us, yeah, <laughs> versus us and score. But uh, yeah, Kansas kind of overrated, and yeah, I think I mean I think Oklahoma they're they're getting dinged by you know it only being a two point game, but like I said, it could have easily this we could have easily won, and we could have also easily lost by like four scores. And this was kind of like our Super Bowl of the season too. I mean, the fan turnout. Yeah, I mean, if we had won insane. this and lost every other game, it, I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't yeah. have been mad. That's yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's just weird because if you look at like our last, like both these teams just played us. And when you just eye test, like look at the two box scores, it's like, oh, Kansas must be a million times better. But no, I'm with you. We know that's not the case. So I think this is a good move. Taking advantage of a spread that sh that should should have been and would have been much higher if not for that outcome last week. Absolutely. So to recap the picks real quick, keeping it both in the Sooner State? I don't know. What is Oklahoma? It's a Sooner State. Oh, okay. I don't know the state with the weird little handle thing on it. Yeah. Uh, is, that, with... is that called a panhandle too? I don't know. It's not like a pan. It's more like a tank <laughs> cannon thing. wonder if anybody lives in that area. I guess, yeah. I wouldn't oh. see why not. Oh. Anyway, uh, so we're taking Oklahoma State minus 7.5 against Cincy and Oklahoma minus 10 at Kansas. Let's, Let's get, get that, that money. money. Pretty good. It's 7 out of 10. All right. 
Last up, we've got Moves Mailbag, where we answer everyone's questions. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review. All right, I've not read any of these questions, so... I never do. Well, Usually no. I look at them a little bit. I mean, if they... So, you know, obviously they're Twitter replies, so if like they pop up, I'll kind of like glance at it, but I, I try not to read them, just... All right. First up, we got the Sean Penn. Is the Native American tax at the Riverwind Casino the worst part of Oklahoma? What the hell is that? So I think this, before we get canceled or anything like that, I think this is, while I was playing craps, before every new roll, they'd ask for a dollar ante. I'm pretty sure that's what that is because I don't think. Like a donation or like you had to? No, you had to. Like an ante. Like an ante, like when you play poker, like everyone at the table puts in a dollar or whatever. I think that uh, I think that's what it was because that's the only thing that would have stuck out to me, and I did think it was weird, but I also wasn't paying attention. And a dollar when you got a bunch of money on the table, it's like, hey, th- throw a dollar out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> Dude, that is weird, rules. man. Yeah, I think Very that's what weird. that is. Like the casino isn't making enough off of everyone; they nope. need an extra dollar. And yeah, what are you gonna do? Not pay it though? You know? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, I was know, I was at the table. Strange. I was at the table for like. I don't know, probably 40 minutes. I think I had to put in like 10 bucks, so whatever. But what was the table minimum? It was like $5. Oh, that's a big percentage. I was like, I was like you're the... only paying five bucks. What? Yeah, but. I mean, I know you weren't playing five bucks, but I'm saying yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know. That makes no sense to me. I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, the, the Indians, they kind of have a monopoly on casinos. So it's like, I feel like they'll just keep charging people. Like, what's your alternative? Online craps? Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> um, I've played that actually a lot, but anyway. I don't know. They could just like charge more for drinks or like. They probably do that. They ways. probably do that too. There's different ways that you can change the rules too in the game. I'm sure they've done that too. If like same thing with blackjack. There's different like percentages. Like, yeah, change it not to hitting on a yeah. soft seventeen and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, that just seems cheap. Like oh, dollar ante. I don't know. It's like they didn't feel like doing the math on any of the other things. Dude, I guarantee you they they had bad payouts on other stuff. They kept doing this weird <laughs> thing where I had to buy the ten. I don't know. Anyway, this we're rambling. Next question. <laughs> WG Dad. He asks, what do you think our Big 12 record will be this year? I think we win like three out of the next five. I'm going to guess like Houston, Cincy, and then one of the – Houston and Cincy are W's. Yeah. And one of the other three I think is possible. Yeah. I think – I'm going to go four and one, but I really think – I really think we – I'm telling you, man, this team, they're so like – Hot and cold, but that means if we start to get a little momentum going, it'll feel like when we were up uh, 35 nothing against Baylor or whatever, but just without the ending. Like, at that point in time, I was like, dude, we can beat anyone in this conference. You know, Kansas State was a little hiccup, but... Um, oh, know. yeah. Like most of UCF teams in the past, we could beat anyone and also lose beat any. Yeah. anyone. <laughs> very, very well said. All right, next question. All right, next one is from Rejoice Knights. What What did you like most about your trip to Norman? Ooh, good question. Um, 
the people there were awesome. Uh, the school, the campus was really cool to walk around. Um, the game was so much fun. I know it's kind of a lame answer. I don't know, man. I just all these schools, all these trips are just they're just so unique and different than anything we have ever you seen. You must be tired, dude. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've kind of figured out like the cheat code for these trips, though. The early Sunday flight, just get the hell out of there. Yeah, you're going to be what? T- that was not the cheat code when we went to pit. Are you kidding All me? Right, well, not 4 a.m. flight, dude. <laughs> I'm talking t- like I think my flight was seven or eight. Like that's it's early. But, dude, you sleep on the you can fall asleep easier on the flights because you're tired. And then I was on my couch for uh, it was just halftime of the 1 p.m. NFL games and then just recovered. Got a great night's sleep. Yesterday, I still felt a little off. But, dude, normally, if I'm coming home Sunday night, I don't recover till like, Thursday of that week. So, having to be <laughs> smart, picking my battles, and also cutting down on the drinking has um, made the recovery a lot better for these. But it's exhausting any way you cut it. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's tough to pick one thing. Honestly, I might just say the game. That was one of the funnest games I've ever been to. I don't care if, I don't care if we didn't win. You you can't win every fun game, right? It was cool. Um, you know, people are probably going to roast me because that answer, but it was awesome. It was actually a good game and it was fun seeing us play good defense too, which is rare. So that'll be my answer. All right. Next question from <laughs> bounce house growing where to start, man. No. Um, all right, we'll do this from sublime night. What is your two point conversion play call with the benefit of hindsight? So I kind of like that little pick play sort of, but it's not a pick play. Like we have two receivers on the left. Uh, and I know. Then like yeah. one, the like, inside slot guy just kind of like mm-hmm. goes out to the left and go, you know, I, goes in. But anyway, or, or the outside guy catches it. And then like the inside guy blocks and like runs on the inside, you know? Yeah. E- right. Something like that. Either, either of those work. Um, the I think it was our first touchdown where there was like a misdirect like a motion and then a fake pitch to the right and JRP just ran it right up the middle. Ooh. Yeah, that play that was, was awesome. That was sweet. I, that I, was very sweet. I had to rewind it like four times because there was so much going on just to see like kind of where the different defenders and stuff were going. I'm like, damn, this is awesome. Um could just ran it again. I don't know. But then if you run it again and get stuff, it's like, oh, why'd you run the same play? Um, but like yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Basically, yeah. if no matter how idiotic the play is, if it doesn't, or how smart it is, if it doesn't work, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's what the fan. That's yeah. I mean, basically, right? That's Hi- what the fans. Bro, hindsight's <laughs> undefeated, man. Hindsight's undefeated. Always. Next one up's from Longwood Knight. What's with all the Twitter trolls giving you a hard time? Seriously, though, thanks for being a good sport about it. <laughs> this this guy got to me actually. <laughs> um, Dude, you 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 like just cause chaos, not cause controversy. <laughs> but like, I feel like there's always some sort of. I mean, that's what Twitter is, though. You know, it's controversial. That's what people want. They, do they really want you to go on there that, well, guys, uh, we played a great game. Go Knights. Yeah. Well, and you know? I think this people also. People don't want that. This, we'll just tie this in with the next question from Chance McSpadden because he asks, 
why is shareholder Sean so loved and so hated at the same time? <laughs> Which is 100% true. Look, of course. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of followers, so and I always I always speak my mind and that, you know, to my own demise sometimes I, I sometimes say some things I shouldn't. And the thing that pissed everyone off um after the game Saturday was um I said I think all you freaking losers in my or I said like get the get the f out of my mention to all the freaking losers that don't go to any games and don't donate a dime. And what I was pissed about was just like I can't I tried to explain it earlier, but like I don't know, like there was just something being there about that game where it's like the two-point conversion was not what lost us the game. Like it's just one freaking play and everyone was just like piling on this one thing and it's like dude, even if we get that, we don't win. We still got to win in overtime. I don't know. It was just I was just very upset and I freaked out on everyone, which a lot of people agreed with it too because it is kind of BS. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of you guys are just sitting on your couch talking shit, which is totally fine. You're allowed to do that. But I'm allowed to say stuff back. So whatever. But I don't know. You know, I've been, I've always been controversial, and I think that's what helped me build a following. But it's also what pisses people off. And at the end of the day, I don't really care what anyone thinks, and that's the best part. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's what makes you you, and don't yeah. ever stop doing that. Exactly. So, I mean, dude, it's like you're, you're like Taylor Swift, Tom Brady. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people love him. I, mean, that's I, I was gonna say more like celebrity. I was gonna say like Donald Trump. <laughs> like those, you same you, thing. You either hate him or love. You gave two examples of people that I think were like very, way more liked than hated. Like okay. I think the well, hate. Just yeah. like the two people that I thought of. The yeah. Most. No. I don't know. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but. Um, yeah, no, it is what it is, and you know, I I wouldn't like I wouldn't have a following if I was just like plain Jane boring and like didn't say anything controversial. But did you see my apology? I'm actually like this is one of my most proud tweets. Uh, I did not, but if you could, I'll read it. Give me the synopsis here. Sorry if I offended anyone earlier. Stop being so soft. It's the internet. Just close the tab. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna end it with some backhanders. <laughs> yeah, <comment. laughs> but that's what makes you you. Well, hey, so don't ever stop being you. No, nah, I won't. I won't. You know. I'm never gonna stop being me. Exactly. You, you shouldn't. That's what makes us fun. Like that's yeah, what makes our just, show good. Like that's what makes us us. Also, it, by the if way, if I don't like what somebody says on Twitter and I don't want to see with them, I just hit the unfollow button. Yes, hit yeah. The mute button. I tell like, them go away. I like follow them and then tell them a million times why they're wrong. That's that's the difference between us. I don't mute. I don't block. Um, another thing too, I was really upset because someone stole the friggin' really cool Oklahoma Jordan gloves that were given to me after the game. Someone stole them from our freaking Airbnb. So you know that's yeah, a little, that little, sucks, man. Dude, really sucks, especially because it's one of our own freaking fans. But who gave them to you? Some random lineman guy. <laughs> oh. I just like know how to finagle stuff. Um, I guess but. that brings us to our next question by from Phil Nunziata. Did Sock Boys sign your jersey? Everyone uh, saw that DG. Very nice picture of you in in DG. Um, Dude, was that so was an epic picture. Dude, also the like Oklahoma media guy like coming in on the side. Like yeah. trying to get a picture of you too. Like and there's that's an epic photo. Dude. And there's 
I'm going to text it to you right now. There's like a picture of the picture. Hold on. This popped up on like the like the Getty images like Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it was crazy cuz I saw him run and I yelled. He saw me and started to come over and uh we just like said what's up, good game. And I was like, "Can I get a picture real quick?" So I threw my phone to I don't know, some random guy. But then as soon as that happened, like all these Oklahoma fans were like, oh, let me get a picture. Let me get a picture. And he's like, I can't. And he just ran away. Everyone's like, what the yeah. heck? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Pr- pretty cool, man. Um, what was the question? Uh, did oh. sock boys sign your jersey? No, I didn't even, I didn't have a Sharpie. I didn't even think of that. And I don't, I'm not even a big autograph guy, really. I like stuff. So, yeah. um, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. All right, let's wrap this up. A uh, couple other things we didn't cover. Have you seen this whole Michigan sign-stealing controversy thing? Yeah, I did, actually. And I'm a little surprised. I don't know. It, I saw this other thing that, like, the guy actually used his real name when he, like, bought the tickets or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because... Yeah, I guess, you know, if you're doing something that you know is against the rules, you should probably cover it up a little better than that. But, like, at the same time, he probably just was like, oh, I'm just buying tickets. It's not that crazy. Like, you never think you're going to get caught, I guess. Oh, so I don't know why I thought about this, but it was for the Michigan thing that, like, I I just, and this is totally made up, but I thought of this really mega conspiracy theory that, like, you could actually be like a mole for the big 12. I mean, think about it. You're like always in the front row, like behind the UCF sideline <laughs> and you have so many like UCF connections. And then we get in the big 12 and all of a sudden, like we suck. <laughs> I, don't know, I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, man. I'm giving up our signs and secrets. <laughs> um, Yo, actually I can't believe uh, I forgot to, tell you this about this i won um you know brit's bunch or whatever with jan garcias you know they raise they raise all the money um yeah they have a charity thing so i won a uh i don't know like go to a practice like for a day or something ucf experience i split it with blake uh blay hut or whatever but it's for four people so he's bringing his uh wife or whatever and uh I can bring someone. So the only thing is it would be a weekday. So I don't even know if that's like possible for you, but we're going to do it in the next couple of weeks. I think I'm just going to fly up for the day real quick. Um, but anyway, it'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that after. Um, oh, but yeah, the sign ceiling thing, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. So you're allowed to, I mean, you can't, it's out in the open, so they can't be like, oh, like don't look at the guy. But you're not supposed to go to future opponents' games or anything like that. But that's weird because, like, I know even in the NFL, and I know there's, like, tape and stuff, but they always send scouts to, like, pre-scout the games because you just see different things when you're there in person. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens from this. And I guarantee you, like, there's <laughs> – Michigan does it. Probably all the big schools do it. They just are smarter and don't get caught, I would imagine. Yeah, 100%. But also, why don't they just allow like the radio headsets like they have in the NFL? That part, I don't know. I saw you tweeted that, but did anyone have a good answer for it? The, the most, the, 
the kind of, I guess, consensus answer that I've seen was they're like, oh, well, like a lot of the schools can't afford it. But I mean, this ain't like the year 2000. Don't even like high school teams have headsets? Yes. Well, they I, to send the plays in, I'm not sure. But that's like, it's a technology that I'm sure was very expensive when it first started. And it's probably really freaking cheap right now. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, and, it's like two-way radio. Dude, and, then it would save like all these coaches like dancing and looking like idiots and all the flashcards and weird crap. Like we would, they wouldn't have to do that anymore. Although those guys are kind of funny to watch on the sideline. <laughs> it's like, oh, what do you do? Uh, hold a sign up. It's the frog elevator whistle thing. No, like, dude, the guys that are going crazy and then they're like doing like an armpit fart and like shaking their hands above their head and then like getting oh, down yeah. doing a limbo. And there's yeah. always two of them because one of them's a dummy. And uh, I don't know. What would we do without that? But, oh, it's part of college football. So, anyways, yeah. all right. I got to run. All right, cool. We good? Good show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week after we beat the Mountaineers. 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 All right. Go Knights. Charge on. Domain Nation. Domain Nation.